Good morning and welcome to Victory Church. This is our worship service number 155, September 15, 2019. I want to invite you to stand up, please. Let's pray to give thanks to our Lord for a new day of life. And let's get ready for the songs that Tracy has for us today. Dear Father, we thank you for this beautiful day of life. We thank you, Lord, that we are alive, that we can sing to you, Lord, that we have life. Thank you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, receive the songs that we bring to you. Amen. Give 
You will my shield. 
Okay. 
what if we pray? Lift up your hands to the Lord. Close your eyes and be aware that He hears your prayers. Dear Lord, we are in your presence today. Each one of us, Lord, with different needs. And you know exactly what is going on in our lives, Lord. We don't need to give you a report, Lord. You know already what's going on. But we are in so much need of your help, Lord. Every day we come to your presence, Lord, desperate to have you close to us, Lord. Desperate, Lord, to, to receive from you an answer. In the name of Jesus, Lord. Right now, Father, everyone here in the church and others watching and listening, everybody, Lord, with different expectations from you. And Father, you are good to us. You have never abandoned us. You have never failed to us. You have been faithful, loving. You have been generous. You have been our healer our provider, our sustainer. You have been our savior in many, in, a, in many instances, Lord, in many of our troubles. So we are here today, Lord, with the same expectation, Father, that you will do one more time wonderful things in our lives. We need you, Lord, and as we Lift up our hands and our hearts and our prayers to you, Lord. We believe that you are listening and your heart, Lord, is, is being touched by our desperation, Lord. Because we need you, Lord, and with faith, our desperation, Lord, becomes a strength. Because you are pleased when we have faith, Lord. And we have the faith, Lord, that you will pour down more and more of your mercy upon our lives. Please, Lord, pour down more of your Holy Spirit right now. Pour down more of your presence, Lord, as we sing. And I am desperate for you. expecting only you can do it Lord only you can do that miracle only you can save us only you can heal us only you can provide Lord you and you alone Lord our faith is in you Lord Jesus our faith is in you Lord in Jesus name we thank you Lord amen viewers if you want to make a contribution for our church you can do it going through our website vchurch.us and then you will find a tab that, there that it says giving and also you can do it through a text message the phone number is 432-268-0007 thank you for the time that you are investing watching this video from victory church we hope that you will enjoy it Today we are going to talk about something that is very important, which is how can we receive the strength to do not give up? Because the problem is sometimes we feel a little bit defeated. You know, sometimes business are not that great. You go to work 
and suddenly you don't you don't see that paycheck as great as you want it. And uh, if you are doing business on your on your own and you are thinking, man, this month is going to be awesome, and then yes, there is a lot of income and also a lot of expenses, <laughs> and then you are thinking, well, where is the money? Sometimes there is not enough money and you feel a little bit defeated. And uh, that is the reason why we have to trust in God and say to our circumstances, I'm not going to give up. Don't give up is the message of today, September 15, 2019. And I invite you to go to our website, vchurch.us, and look for the bulletins. Go to the tab bulletins and download that bulletin of today. We have here the bulletin in the church and we are ready to start our message of this morning. In life, my friends, sometimes we experience different seasons, like you see in this video, where we are going through one season to the next. It's like when we were born. We were little one day, and then we started to go to school, and eventually we are in high school, and then you are a teenager, and eventually you find somebody that you love, and now married, now there are kids, and eventually grandkids, etc. And each one of those seasons has different challenges, just like that. And challenges are will never going to stop, never. When we are a certain age, we think, whenever I get there, I won't have those kind of problems. Well, certainly we stop having problems of, of that age, but then the new age brings different problems, and that's life. We cannot feel defeated just because there are obstacles in our lives. You cannot feel that way. You just need to continue trusting in the name of the Lord. But it's exactly what happens. Now, when, when you think, why is it that when, when we are going through all these obstacles, we just don't like it? What, what are the reasons why we don't like those troubles? Well, the reasons are uh, s several, but uh, basically what we are wondering is, why me? Why this is happening to me? Why is me the one that has to go through all these difficulties? Sometimes we think, you know, everybody else is healthy but me. Everybody else has a good job but me. Everybody else has a nice family but me. Everyone else has a nice house but me. And on and on. Everyone has many wonderful things that we are thinking, but why I don't have those things? Why me? Why, did, why happened this to me? That's the, the, the question we, we ask ourselves. And it is normal. But the truth is, everybody goes through all kinds of problems. And we all experience the same feelings. So what are the things that we don't like? We don't like suffering. Of course, we don't like suffering. We don't like trials. Correct? No, we don't like trials. We don't like problems. We don't like illness. Do you like to having scarcity in your life? Lack of money, lack of resources? No, you don't like that. You don't like to be alone either. It's awful. You don't like to be jobless. You know, that is a, a sad thing that you can see in many people sometimes when they, when they are just wondering, where, where would I go to work, to get some money to pay for my bills? But what about relationships when someone is being dumped? And you see them, and they, what happened? Well, she left me, they say. What, what happened? Well, he left me, they say. Those are situations that actually people experience in these days. And when you, when you feel that way, when you, when you feel that you were literally dumped, what, what is exactly what, what's going on inside of us? You know what is the, the reality is that all these problems are that huge mainly for these five reasons. First of all, we are afraid of being mocked by others. We don't like to be the joke of everybody. That's, that's the main reason. We hate that idea. I don't want to be the joke of people and look at this guy, look at this girl. Or feeling rejected, mm -mm, we don't want that. Rejection is horrible. You know that. And what about the feeling of failure? You start your business or you, you start a particular company and then suddenly things are not going well and then 
you have to close door all close doors of that business. This is just a big failure. Or whenever things go bad in life and suddenly you don't have the family that you wanted, the house you wanted, or whatever, and then everyone is calling you loser. You know? It's horrible. It's just horrible. We are afraid of those five things. However, today I want to share with you guys something that it happened to the Lord Jesus. It happened to him, and, and it's described in the chapter 53 of the prophet Isaiah. So I'm going to be reading for you 12 verses here that are really amazing. How the Lord inspired the prophet Isaiah to write these things years, many, many years before this happened. So I want you to come with me in this amazing journey. Are you ready? And we read the scripture in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Isaiah 53, 2. He was always close to the Lord. He grew up like a young plant, like a root growing in dry ground. There was nothing special or impressive about the way he looked. Nothing we could see that would cause us to like him. Three. People made fun of him, and even his friends left him. He was a man who suffered a lot of pain and sickness. We treat him like someone of no importance, like someone people will not even look at, but turn away from in disgust. Four, the fact is, it was our suffering he took on himself. He bore our pain, but we thought that God was punishing him, that God was beating him for something he did. Five, but he was being punished for what we did. He was crushed because of our guilt. He took the punishment we deserved, and this brought us peace. We were healed because of his pain. Six, we had all wandered away like sheep. We had gone our own way, and yet... The Lord put all our guilt on him. Seven. He was treated badly, but he never protested. He said nothing. Like a lamb being led away to be killed. He was like a sheep that makes no sound and his wool is being cut off. He never opened his mouth to defend himself. Eight. He was taken away by force and judged unfairly. The people of his time did not even notice that he was killed because of them. But he was put to death for the sins of his people. Nine, he had done no wrong to anyone. He had never even told a lie. But he was buried among the wicked. His tomb was with the rich. Ten, but the Lord was pleased with this humble servant who suffered such pain, even after giving himself as an offering for sin, he will see his descendants and enjoy a long life. He will succeed in doing what the Lord wanted. 11. After his suffering, he will see the light, and he will be satisfied with what he experienced. The Lord says, My servant who always does what is right will make his people right with me, he will take away their sins. 12. For this reason, I will treat him as one of my great people. I will give him the rewards of one who wins in battle. And he will share them with, this, with his powerful ones. I will do this because he gave his life for the people. He was considered a criminal. But the truth is, he carried away the sins of many. Now he will stand before me and speak for those who have sinned. The Lord Jesus, my friend, he went through those emotions and feelings that I described earlier, and he was mocked by his enemies. You know, when he was on the cross, you know what those people said to him? If you are really the son of God, what if you come down? He was mocked by his enemies. 
He was the joke of his adversaries. You know what they said? Hey, king of kings, king, king of the Jews, here is your special coat. They were just looking at him and laughing, not to mention the beatings. And they were laughing at him. Later, here's Pilate and says, guys, in this season, I can release one of these prisoners here. I have two prisoners here. Which one do you pick? And people said, we don't want him. We don't want Jesus. We want the other guy, the criminal guy. <laughs> Rejected by his own people. And Pilate asked him, what do you suggest me to do with, with this Jesus of Nazareth? Crucify him. Crucify him. Rejected by his own people. In the eyes of all of them, he was a total failure. In the eyes of all these people, the Lord Jesus was a total failure for one reason. He was talking about a new season, a new kingdom, the wonderful things he was doing, healing people. You know, all the wonderful things he did. People were expecting amazing things that he would bring the Jewish people now in control of their own territory and kicking the Romans out of that, that, that territory. And it didn't happen. So when he died, all these people, they thought that was bad, man. He failed. It was a total failure. In the eyes of many, he was a loser. When they saw him on the cross and he was about to die, they were just looking at him like, man, this man really tricked us. You know? But no, he's like everybody else. He's just a loser. You see that? Sometimes we don't want to go through certain things because we are afraid of being mocked. We are afraid of being the joke of people. We are afraid of rejection of people. We are afraid of failing. We are afraid of being called a loser. We are afraid of those things. But guess what? The Lord Jesus went through most difficult things than us. Much, much more difficult. And he bear with that. He did it. And you know what? He never gave up. He never gave up. He was being mocked. They were beating him. They, he was being punished by those people. They were laughing at him. They were calling him names. But he never gave up. He never gave up. But why did he never give up? What is the reason? Verse 10 clearly says that there were two main reasons why the Lord Jesus never gave up. The first one is because he was determined to do God's will. He was determined to do God's will. He knew it. I have to do God's will because I need to fulfill my calling. That is what the Lord Jesus wanted to do. He wanted to fulfill his calling in life. And that is why he never gave up. He did it. Even though, even though there was suffering included. Which is the main thing we don't want. Don't we? That's the main thing we don't want. But look, the big difference between the Lord Jesus and us. <laughs> Do you see the big difference? He never gave up. Because he knew that was God's will. He knew he needed to do and fulfill his calling. He was willing to pay the price. And here we are, us. We, we don't want to, to go through any of those things at all. At all. We just want to have fun. Like the song, you remember? Girls just want to have fun. And, you know, just like that. That's all that we want. You just want to have fun. And precisely for that reason, we need to study what exactly happened with him and his life and how we can follow his steps and understand the way that God thinks. That's why 
I encourage you today, do not give up. Do not give up, my friend. Listen, maybe you are struggling with money, do not give up. Maybe you are struggling with your marriage, do not give up. Perhaps you are struggling with your job, do not give up. Maybe you feel that things are really bad in your business, do not give up. Perhaps you feel that your spiritual life sucks, that you are not that spiritual, do not give up. Maybe you feel that relationships around you are a disaster, do not give up. Maybe you are studying the economy and the price of oil here and the price of silver here and I don't know what kind of investigations you do and you are just worried about this and that. I tell you today, do not give up. You just do not give up. It doesn't matter what's going on around you. You just do not give up. Amen. You have to be strong in the Lord and say, Lord, here I am. And whatever the problems are, I'm going to go through it. Just like another season. I'm not going to give up. Period. But I want you to learn today how you can get that concept in your head. How you will be able to never, never, never in your life to give up. Regardless of the circumstances. Independently of the circumstances of your age or how much money you have or how, how healthy you are or how beautiful these things are around you. You will not give up if you get this what I'm going to share with you today. Okay? But before I get there, I want to ask you this question. What do you think God wants you to do now? Right now. Exactly where you are. Regardless of what's going on in your life. What do you think the Lord wants you to do now? Well, I want you to know that every time the Lord gives you an assignment. There are always two angles in each assignment. Okay? Every time you are going through something and the Lord is assigning you a task, there are two angles to this. One is the part of the suffering. In other words, the price you have to pay. And the other part is the reward. There is a suffering or price to pay on one hand. And on the other hand is the reward. Okay? So now, here we go again what the, with the question. What is exactly what the Lord wants you to do now. And I will tell you my friends that everybody really it doesn't matter what's going on in your life. The first thing the Lord wants you to do is to stop doing what is wrong. It's the first thing you must do. And you and only you have the answer to that question. What is what I'm doing wrong? Well, you know. <laughs> Only you can tell. Because that is not anybody else's job. Hey man, what do you think I'm doing wrong? I don't know. Mama, what do you think I'm doing wrong? Son, what can I tell you? Hey son, what do you think I'm doing wrong? Dad, I don't know. Wife, what do you think I'm doing wrong? <laughs> Husband, what do you think I'm doing wrong? Only you have that answer. But if there is something, if you want to learn to how never give up, the first thing is that you must stop doing what is wrong. And only you have that answer. You know deeply in your heart what is what you are doing wrong, and you must stop doing what is wrong. So what is the suffering? What is the price you need to pay? To stop doing what is wrong. Well you need to say no to your flesh. Because certainly there are some things that you want to do. That are wrong. And you are enjoying it. That's the problem. You are having so much pleasure in your flesh. What is the meaning of that Gian you are asking? What is the meaning of pleasuring my flesh? Well you know it's something that is wrong. It's not, it's not right. But you are enjoying it. You just know it's wrong, but you keep on going. You keep on doing it. You know it's wrong, but you keep on doing it. That's the price you need to pay. The suffering is you will say no to your flesh. 
you will say, I'm not going to do that. It's wrong. That is simply wrong. I don't need to do that. Now, there is a reward, I told you, right? What is the reward of saying no to what is wrong? That you will be approved by God. You will be approved by God. Friends, this is so profound. And many people, especially among Christians, they don't get it. They don't get it. They just think, I'm good. You know, I don't have any problems. I'm good. I'm blessed. I have money. I'm good. I have a job. I'm good. I have a family. I'm good. I have a nice car. I'm good. I have a house. I have this. I have that. I don't have those things. I don't have that. I'm good. I'm blessed. Many people feel that way. They think that way, not realizing that there is something huge in between them and God. It's called sin. It's doing something wrong. And what we need to do with that is just to stop doing what is wrong because we want the approval from God. The approval from God. Let me give you a simple example of that. Let's suppose somebody, here's person A, is very, very rich and dies. And when this person dies, let X amount of money to the children. And all these children have all these millions at their disposal. They don't need to work ever. And don't just they think they are blessed. So they can do whatever they want. Okay? They don't realize that that money was actually a blessing coming from God. But they needed to use it correctly. Okay, another example. Somebody is very healthy, never had problems with health. His body or her body works perfectly great and takes it for granted. And for that reason does whatever this person wants. Not realizing that there are some things that are wrong, this person feels I'm blessed because, you know, I'm blessed. I don't have health problems, some people say. But you see, in both scenarios, they think they are under a blessing. But that is not true, necessarily. It was just circumstantial. It was money given. It is health given. But they don't have the approval from God. And the same thing applies to everything. Having a job, having a spouse, having a house, everything. People think I'm good because they see things. But that doesn't mean they are approved by God. The only way that you can be approved by God is when you realize what you are doing is wrong and you stop doing it. You say, Lord, you are right. This is wrong and I have got to stop it. Then is when the Lord will say to you, perfect. You got it. You have my okay now. Well done. You stop what is wrong. Now we are talking. You have my approval. You see, if you don't stop doing what is wrong, you will never get it. And this is just the first step, friends. So you need to get it right to get the approval of God. The second thing, and that goes to all our viewers that are not in church. I'm not saying my church members not coming today, but other people that watch, that goes for you. The second thing the Lord wants you to do is to become part of a church. Because this idea of you watching, and I appreciate almost 250 people watching live this service as I speak. I appreciate that, but this is not enough. You need to get it right. You need to be part of a church. Great that you are watching, but it's not enough. You need to become part of a church. That is the second thing the Lord wants you to do. And now here is the suffering. I want you to see how hard the sufferings are. First prize you're going to pay. You're going to get up at 8 a.m. on Sunday. Wow. Whoa. How difficult is that, right? First prize to pay. You get up at 8 a.m. Then you commit yourself to, to attend regularly. And whenever you are in that church, you will talk to the pastor, the local pastor, and say, Pastor, 
I am intending to be here almost every Sunday if I can. Okay? So how can I help? In what ways can I help you, Pastor? Because you need to understand that it's your responsibility to help your church. It's the work of God. Please don't tell me. Please don't try to get there because you are not going to win this argument. Don't tell me that you are just going to be sitting there doing nothing for God. Don't tell me that. You are not going to win this argument. The Lord will prove you wrong sooner or later. It's the kingdom of God, and you must do something for the Lord because you are grateful. You have to be a child of God that says, thank you, God, for life. Thank you, God, for everything that you are giving me. Thank you, Father. I'm going to do something for you. So you work in the church, and then you cooperate with some money because there are things that need to be paid in the church. That's it. That, those are the sufferings, okay? So now what is the reward? Friends, what is the reward of you becoming part of the church? The reward is that you will be an example to follow. Because people will see you as an example. You know, friends, that there are many individuals out there. They don't want to come to church. There are many people out there. You know that. They will tell you any kind of excuse to not come to church. Oh, but if it's going to have some fun... They will go driving three hours north, five hours south, eight hours east, <laughs> and spend 300 here, 500 there, 1,000 there. They don't have a problem with entertainment or having fun. Preach it. They don't have a problem with that. And it's your responsibility to be a lamp for them. You come to church. You are a regular member of a church. You know what you will do? You will be a lighthouse for them. You will save people. You are thinking, I will save people? I don't even know anything about the Bible. How can I save people? Just by your example. Because there are many people that they don't want to have anything to do with God. And you are now going to a church. You know what happens? Those people, they will say... You know, you are different. You are changing. Not because you are perfect already, but, but yes, you are changing. You set an example for others, and people will follow you. Listen, I'm, I know. Not necessarily 1,000 people will follow you because you are now going to church. <laughs> I know that. 100 maybe? In your lifetime, perhaps. 10? Maybe. One, friends, if you can influence one person, do you realize the change that you can make in the life of people with one person that comes to church and you save this person instead of going to that path of destruction that takes them to hell and death and sadness and sorrow, and that person will start going in the right path towards heaven, being in church, you can save somebody just by being a good example, attending the church. Second thing the Lord wants you to do. What is the third thing the Lord wants you to do? That you do a daily devotion. Simple as that, my friend. You will never give up. First of all, what was the first thing I said? You do stop what is wrong. Second thing, you become part of the church. And the third thing... You do a daily devotion. Now you are in church. You are familiar with the process. The next step for you is do a daily devotion. What is that? What is daily devotion? A daily devotion is a time that you take every day to read the Bible. And what is the suffering about it? <laughs> How much suffering is that? To set time aside every day? Just said 15 minutes every day. I'm going to read the Bible. People say to me, I don't even know where to start. I don't know. I even don't understand these versions. Thou's and these. What is this all about? I don't speak that way. <laughs> of course you don't. I don't speak that way either. We speak casual English. We'll find a version that is casual, that is easy to read. And that is the version that we use here in Victory Church. 
the easy to read version. And then learn to concentrate in God's word every day. You go to the reading, you try to understand, and then you're going to learn to listen to the Holy Spirit. God is going to talk to you when you open that holy book. When you turn on that app. Just need to turn on the app, Bible, and start anywhere you want. Proverbs, Psalms, the Gospels, anything. But I, I, I don't even have a Bible app. Okay, fine. Why don't you invest time listening to sermons that are already available online? You don't have to listen to me all the time. I think my teachings are pretty good. I don't just come here to improvise. By the way, the other day I saw something so funny. This guy, uh, he says that the, he, this preacher came and uh, says, the way to start the service, right? He goes, good morning. And he starts passing pages in the Bible. Good morning. And everyone is thinking, he doesn't know even what is he going to talk about. Yeah, that's not my case. I take my time every week. And between Tracy and I, we put together 70 hours a week. Prepare this one-hour service. So you don't need to listen to me all the time. There are many other wonderful preachers out there. Many. But do a daily devotion. And that is the price you pay. And what is the... What is the reward? I will tell you what is the reward. As you learn more from the Bible, you will be able to share God's word with others. You will. Because then you're going to start understanding portions of the scripture. And you will be able to, whenever you meet with somebody, you will say, you know what? I found something so interesting in the Bible. Did you know this and that? And the person says, are you a hallelujah guy now? What are you doing? I'm just sharing something that I found. It's so interesting. It says this and that. You know, the, the commandment that honor our parents is a great way to have a long life. Is that in the Bible? Yeah. Let me show you where. Simple things like that. That will be your reward. The fourth thing the Lord wants you to do is to live a godly life. And what is, what is the suffering, my friend? Well, the suffering is that you need to do what is right. Simply, you will start doing what is right all the time. You do what is right, and what is the first thing that is right? You love God. Love the Lord. Love Him. Stop loving what is not God, but love first the Lord. And then love people. And show that love to everybody. That's the fourth thing that you need to do. That's the suffering. What is the reward? The reward is that the Lord will reveal his will for your life. Many people, including Christians, do not know what God's calling for their lives. Many. They just don't know. They wonder about it. They ask me the question quite often. Gian, can I ask you something? How can I know what's God's will for me? What should I do with my life? Well, if you follow the path that I show you, the fourth step, when you live a godly life, the reward is that the Lord will reveal His will to you, which is the fifth thing you should do. Discover God's plan for your personal life. You don't come up with a plan. You discover the plan. You discover God's vision for you. What is what the Lord wants me to do? I really don't know. Well, the fifth thing, like everything else, do you remember that I told you that every action has two angles? One angle is the suffering and the other angle is the reward. What is the, what is the suffering, the price you need to pay in order to discover God's will for your personal life? That you will be here next Sunday. Because next Sunday, I'll be speaking about how you can discover God's will for your life. The worship service number 156, September 22nd. And I hope that you will come, and I hope also that you will watch and listen this lesson.
Now, do you remember that I showed you a video earlier about the tunnels, how we go through one bridge to the next bridge to the next bridge, you know? And I told you, in order to go through, you are going to learn some things that will make you never give up. You remember that? Okay. I want to share with you guys today a secret. A secret that has to do entirely with the concept of do not give up. And that secret is actually in the scripture. It's in the verse 7 of Isaiah 53. It says, he was treated badly, but he never... What? He never protested. He said nothing. Like a lamb being led away to be killed, he was like a sheep that makes no sound as his wool is being cut off. He never opened his mouth to defend himself. What is the secret that sustains us through all these seasons? Is what you speak. <laughs> what you speak, my friend. Okay. So when you speak, you speak to people and you speak to God. We agree on that. Okay, so the secret is that when you speak to people, when you speak to others, you will say only what is necessary. You are not going to start talking to people about everything that is going on in your life just because you have a mouth. Because people that are just talking constantly about what's going on, you know, this is what is happening. My boss, this and that. The economy, this and that. And you know, man, the situation here, this and that. And in my house, this and that. And you just talk and talk and talk and talk about all these problems and situations, whether it's money, work, health, relationships, whatever. You are just talking about the same things this is what is happening. You are creating an atmosphere around you filled with trouble. The more that you talk to people about these things, how difficult they are, how much problems you have, how complex the situation is, and this and this, the more that you talk, you just create a new layer of difficulty, more and more difficulty. In order to go through the seasons, the secret that the Lord Jesus shared with us here is that in regards of what we say to others, we are going to say only what is necessary. You need to learn to be wise. Yes. You don't need to just talk and talk and talk like, what? Do they pay you for talking? Are you going to get a discount somewhere for talking? You're going to get a raise for talking? What is the deal? Why is it that people are talking and talking and talking and talking? They don't see the problem with that. But it's the opposite. Of course, they will ask you, how is everything in, at the workplace? The right answer will be, things are a little bit tough right now. The other person will say, oh, really? Tell me about it. Why do you think people will ask you, tell me about it? Why do you think they ask you that question? Can they fix that problem? No. no. Can they fix your life? No. no. Do they really care? Not really. What is the main reason people will ask you? Well, tell me about it. Why do you think they do it? <laughs> it's just curiosity. Because people, we all are curious. Nothing wrong with that. But the problem is, this is the curious person asking you, tell me more about it. And here's you just talking about the same things over and over again. You just get, get all worked up. You just get more overwhelmed because you keep talking and talking about the same thing to people. Stop it. Like a lamb who was about to be killed. The Lord Jesus didn't say one word. Why is that? Why is that that you can just shush 
about your difficulties. Why is that? How in the world you can do that? Well, because you have someone that really cares and really listens to what you have to say. And that person is God. He can fix the situation. He will fix the problems. He will fix the economy. He will fix everything about you. You need to talk to him. That's why you will tell people just what is strictly necessary. You don't need to keep on going in all the details. Don't waste your time. But to the Lord, it's different. Now, how do you talk to God? This is the secret, friends. Do not make the mistake of giving him a report. <laughs> Hello, God. Oh, here is me. I want you to know that uh, right now the, the price of oil is such and such for barrel. And uh, the index Dow Jones is such and such. Well, you might know it, but I want just, you know, just talking, just talking here with you about, uh, you know, the, the, the test that came from the hospital. And, you know, they say that this thing here and that, well, you know, my wife, you know that, Lord, and I just, just you know, talking with you about this situation. And, and uh, that's a big mistake. What kind of silly conversation is that with the Lord? Do you really think that the Lord doesn't know those things? He knows everything. So why would you waste your time talking to him about things that he already knows? He knows all those things. Don't do that. When you go to the Lord to talk about your situation, the, the main thing you need to tell him is, Lord, I'm trusting in you. I do not know how you're going to fix it. I have no clue how this problem can be resolved. I have no idea. What is the source of all this money to pay all these things? I don't know where is the doctor that can fix this problem here in my body. I just don't know, but I know one thing, Lord, is that you are Lord God Almighty, yeah. and you can fix this problem. I trust you, Lord. I trust in you, Father. You will provide for me my new job, Lord. You will provide for me the miracle that I need in my body. You will provide for me all the money to pay the bills. You will provide for me my spouse. You will provide for me this. You will provide the miracle to me, Lord, because you are God and I trust you, Lord. Yeah. I trust you, Lord. And when you do that, my friend, you will never give up in your life. Because you are putting all your trust in the Lord. Trust in me is what the Lord says. Put all your trust in the Lord. In the name of Jesus. He is the answer. But some people don't know how to do that. And perhaps that's your case, my friend. I want to invite you to open your heart today to God. Wherever you are. And everything starts with a prayer. Here on the screen, there is a prayer that I want to read. Read it with, with me if you want. Just open your heart, okay? Say with me. Dear God. I see the big price you paid for me. I realize how much you love me, Lord. It is amazing. Amazing grace. You saved a wretch like me. I am dirty. I'm an unclean. I'm a sinner. Please forgive me, O oh Lord. May the blood of Jesus wash away all my sins. Please, Lord God, make me clean. Please save me and let me be born again. It is your grace and your mercy. I surrender to you, Lord Jesus. My friend, that's all that is required. Your heart to Him. Put all your trust in Him. And when you do that, you receive the forgiveness from heaven. As we say here in the church all the time, I am forgiven and saved by faith in Jesus. My life is going to be great and blessed this year, 2019. Amen. Thank you, friends, for coming up to church today. Receive the blessing from God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Have a beautiful week. 
Say hello to your family and friends. See you next time. Anytime a heart turns from darkness to light. Anytime temptation comes and someone stands to fight. Anytime somebody lives to serve and not be served. I know, I know, I know, I know. We appreciate so much your time invested with Victory Church in Odessa, Texas.